Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Well, again, we have another privilege this evening to welcome Bishop Michael Nazir Ali, originally from South West Asia, and he was the first uh, diocesan bishop in the Church of England, born abroad, and he was also the General Secretary of CMS and Bishop of Raiwand in Pakistan. He is the current president of Oxstrad, and it's a great uh, privilege to welcome here tonight. But we're going to do a short interview before I read the passage for tonight. So, uh, Bishop Michael, I'll pass you uh, the mic. You're no stranger to these shores, uh, Bishop Michael, but for some uh, maybe watching online tonight or some in the building who haven't come across you before, maybe could you give us a quick overview of your ministry? Well, I think you've just done that, Jonathan. Uh, (laughs) um, I think that's probably enough. But yes, uh, I come from a largely Shia Muslim family, and um, I came personally to faith in Christ uh, at university. That's quite important, isn't it? So many people do, and we have to work with them and pray for them. Um, And I have worked uh, in different parts of the world. Uh, Southwest Asia has been mentioned. That's been very strongly represented here with Iran and Afghanistan and Pakistan as areas of concern for Christian mission. Uh, And I now work, um, I resigned as the Bishop of Rochester um, to work uh, in developing leadership uh, in churches where there has been serious persecution. So... I'm well aware of what is happening in Afghanistan. Even before all of this, I remember we trained uh, not so long ago six Bible teachers for Afghanistan. As far as I know, two of them have already been killed. Um, So not not in these uh, present circumstances, but before then. So it's always been very dangerous, and we need to hold those believers in our prayers and work for relieving them in their need now, urgent need now. Just a few other questions, Bishop Michael. You've had a very extensive ministry working in the halls of parliament, uh, with the lords, with the archbishop. Have, have the questions changed over the years? In the West, you've obviously reflected on some of the things that are happening so far away from us, but as you've ministered over the years, normal people like us on the street Are the questions people are asking different to 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Yeah, well, uh, when I began this work, I thought most of my work would be overseas. Uh, But then uh, a Christian leader, a woman actually, she said to me, uh, you're doing all this for people being persecuted elsewhere. What about those being persecuted in Britain? So I said, well, who are they? And um, I I now know that there are well, more than 100 people, certainly, certainly that, maybe many more, who have lost their jobs or their professional accreditation or their public appointments as magistrates or whatever simply because of their Christian faith. I know you've had some famous cases here, uh, but that can be duplicated all over the country. And, of course, this is different from persecution in Iran or Pakistan uh, or Afghanistan, Uh, But nevertheless, if you lose your job, if you lose your professional status, uh, and if Christians are increasingly excluded from public life just because they're Christians, that's quite serious. So 
Yeah, I think that is happening. Uh, that will increase. Uh, Christians will find it more and more difficult to be in certain areas, in certain professions, uh, the medical profession, for instance. Uh, so those questions have changed in the last 10, 15 years. Thank you, Bishop Michael. You did say I could ask you anything. I did, yeah. I'm uh, sort of rash <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> our, our great theme this week is, is the Lord reigns. Yeah. And we think about world mission, but there was a commentator once said that the Christian church can be a bit like a lighthouse. We seek to illumine distant lands and leave the bottom of the lighthouse in darkness. So when we go out into our streets here in Bangor or in North Down, and we meet our non-Christian neighbor, and they ask me, Johnny, where is God in a global pandemic? Is God the author of this? Did God ordain this? This is a very easy question for the bishop uh, to answer in a couple of minutes. But as we think evangelistic, that big question that people are asking, where is your God yeah. in a pandemic? Well, um, the God of the Bible and the God of Christians is working to relieve suffering wherever it may happen in whatever way. That may be through human beings. It may be through scientific discovery. I mean, have we ever asked ourselves, what is it that makes it possible for us to discover a vaccine within a year uh, of this virus breaking out? Who has given us this capacity? So uh, that, that, of course, um, uh, can be said. But the Christian story remains the best story to explain why we are here at all, why the world is here, uh, and what we are doing in it, and why we can understand it even if not fully. Um, so, um, there is no alternative. I sometimes have debates with atheists, and once the name-calling has finished, there, there's no case that they can put. Um, I was talking to an atheist this morning. He came to church, you know, and I said to him, well, actually, an atheist is quite a good position to be in because you've already rejected all the false gods. <laughs> That's true, isn't it, if by definition? So all that remains for you, I said to this young man, is to accept the true God. Uh, well, let's pray that he does. He came to church this morning. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.